Here we are. Here we are. Dynasty rookie only mock draft. And uh, we're going to go through the, the first round in both a super flex and a 1QB. We're going to do it on screen here. I'll, I'll go to, to this table view. We're going to go 1QB, super flex, kind of one at a time down each uh, of these boards kind of in unison to kind of show maybe the difference between the stark difference between a super flex rookie only draft and a one QB. And I think that'll help highlight maybe how valuable some of the players are when they're, when we're arguing them over a quarterback, the fantasy football show dynasty edition graveyard edition begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Dynasty Fantasy Football Show. What is up, good people? We're here to do it live like we do most graveyard nights. Hit that thumb up button on the way in the door. Uh, subscribe if you're new. And let's get right to it. Let me see if I can pull up the live stream over here. Just to make sure I have in view everything that's going on. There we go. Uh, all right, we're going to go to table view, and we're going to start the mock draft immediately. I would love to have your participation on this one. Toss out who you believe to be uh, the, the the pick at this particular moment in time. We're going to start with the 1QB and then go to the Superflex. We're going to go 1QB, Superflex, 1QB, Superflex, all the way down. One pick at a time as we march on down to show the very big difference between these two different mock drafts. But to also, like I said, highlight... How much Marvin Harrison Jr. might be valued in Superflex versus his his uh, 1QB value. So let's take it one step at a time. Please understand that this is my particular ranking, my particular projection. Maybe yours is different. So if you're angry that I don't, I don't have Coleman higher than some of you, that's okay. This is how I view it. I'm also going to take into consideration... All of your comments i'm also gonna sometimes i'll lean on you to push me over the edge uh, because i'm doing this on the off the cuff i'm not actually preparing this i have nothing written out i'm going to literally do this live uh so you're going to watch me go through the process struggle through the process and maybe waver maybe change my mind maybe i erase somebody and put them two or three spots below where i, I just put them um let's get right into it in rookie one qb it's Marvin Harrison Jr., there is no debate at all. Um, landing spot could potentially in redraft influence me to maybe go Neighbors or Dunze or or, or uh, uh, Braylon Allen if, let's say, landing spots were awful for the wide receivers and, and Braylon Allen goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Plus, when Braylon Allen goes to the Combine, he's going to shock people. You heard it from me first. Nobody has Braylon Allen as their number one QB or running back. Nobody has Braylon Allen as high as I have him. I have him on the moon man list. And off he goes to the planet known as Uranus. Let's try, let's try that again. I have him on the moon man list. <laughs> the moon man dropping loads in outer space. There he is, Braylon Allen. Your boy's got Braylon Allen higher than anybody. And when he goes to the combine, I fully expect him to just blow people away. Going to run fast. Going to hit the, the bench press. He's going to absolutely crush and, and, and move up everybody's board. Um, good job, Matto. 
Excellent job on the fasting, bro. Okay, so rookie superflex. This is where it's going to get kind of crazy. Because at the end of the day, it matters what you have. Like, I'm going Marvin Harrison Jr. if I've got Patty Mahomes and another decent quarterback that I actually think could linger for a couple years. I, I just have faith in myself to develop the quarterback position. Go get the, the Rattler. Go get somebody that I believe might do very well. Hen and Hooker. You start finding all these different players that you could uh, accumulate that might end up being a diamond in the rough. And I can't pass on Marvin Harrison Jr. if I'm already really good at quarterback. And I'm talking like you have a Mahomes and maybe you have a Goff. And you're like, I don't love Goff long term, but you're, you're sitting okay. You know, Mahomes and, and a Russell Wilson. I'm fine with that. I, I really am when it means Marvin Harrison Jr. gets to come to my squad. If I'm in desperate need of a quarterback on any level, the number one is going to be JD5. And there's no hesitation with me. I'm not going to go with the flow and take Caleb. I'm also not going to trade down and get cute because we had a caller last night talk about this. Hey, shouldn't you trade down to get Caleb or an NFL team? Shouldn't the NFL team, let's say if the Bears didn't want JD5, or, or, or I'm sorry, didn't want Caleb, should they trade down or should a team trade down? Should a, a fantasy football owner trade down? No, because after the combine and pro days, and he's still going to interview, he's still going to talk to people, JD5 is going to skyrocket up boards. I guarantee you the fantasy football community as a whole is going to average more JD5 than Caleb. And so if you start playing with fire now, thinking you're going you're gonna to make moves and moves down to accumulate other move up somewhere to draft JD5 second or third, you might be mistaken. He might climb up draft boards big time. So you, you'd be making a huge mistake to just worry about one spot move down. Uh, number two, this is tough because I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like I, I like May more than I like Caleb. And I think I like Harrison Jr. in general, again, not knowing your quarterback situations individually more than I like May, more than I like Caleb, more than I like Penix Jr. Hoping he goes to the right spot when he lands in a good spot. That's different when if Bo Nix lands in Atlanta, then we know Bo Nix is going to be a monster. So for me, and, and, and I'm going to go back this way, Harrison Jr. is my number two. And this is in Superflex. And I know not everybody will agree with that, but that's the way I look at it. But again, with the caveat that every situation is going to be completely different. You you can't you can't have you can't have all of you got to know everybody's situation individually. You can't have a blanket statement over whether Harrison Jr. should be two or three or four or even one, because if if you've got a different scenario scenario going on than I do then you're going to view Marvin Harrison Jr. different. So in a general sense, I have it like this. I think this guy is the next Lamar Jackson. I think this guy is the next Justin Jefferson. And so we have two players that, in my opinion, you don't you don't consider even position if you can. If you can get away with it, you have Mahomes and, and, and Russell Wilson. You have Mahomes and even a Baker or something. I'm not passing on this guy. If I don't have Mahomes and I'm looking at like, Russell, Wilson, and Goff as my two QBs, I am worried enough to say, you know what, I love Marvin Harrison, but this guy's the next Lamar Jackson. I'm fine with it. It's really, in a sense, in Dynasty, almost a, not a big tier break, not an actual tier break, like a mini dotted line tier break. 
I, I do think these two guys have a whole bunch more value than everybody else. Um, out the gate, initially, does it does it does it land that way after the NFL draft? It might not because situation is king. Anybody that tries to tell you that whatever they think now is going to be the same after draft day because they think the talent's going to rise up, it sometimes does. I think JD5's talent will rise up more so than Caleb's. If JD5 goes to New England without any other weapons around him but Ramondre, let's say, he's got Pop Douglas, and you've seen what AR5 can do. Not saying Pittman's bad at all, but he didn't have Jamar Chase. He didn't have JJ. He had an injured, an, an injured running back stable. Like, AR5 still played ball. JD5 is still going to survive and carry his team no matter what. Caleb could fail if he goes to the Bears and they don't support him properly. Um, uh, Drake May could become Herbert, which, not trying to say Herbert's bad on any level, but Herbert is not delivering to expectation because his situation isn't perfect. Whereas AR5, doesn't matter. He's going to produce. He's going to absolutely blow up. So that's the difference between May and JD5. That's the difference between Caleb and JD5. Bo Nix goes to Atlanta. I'm going to have Bo Nix as my number two quarterback. I'll have Bo Nix over Caleb. I'll have Bo Nix over everybody. If Drake May goes to Washington to play with Kingsbury, Kingsbury gets to coach this man. Adam Peters, the GM mastermind in Washington, gets to accumulate talent and this, this tripod of, of a, a GM and coaching tree right here. Kingsbury, Adam Peters as GM, Dan Quinn, defense and offensive coach and player and coach of men. Th this tripod right here is going to turn Drake May into a really, really good quarterback. Drake May becomes my number two. Now, if Bo Nix goes to Atlanta, Penix Jr. goes to Atlanta, they're going to have competition with May in my mind. But they're over Caleb. Caleb in Chicago is not ranked higher to me. Would I trade down in that scenario? Probably, but it depends. Again, I wouldn't risk anything if I thought that everybody else is going to start seeing it the same way. If Atlanta moved up to the number three overall pick, let's say, just in crazy uh, a crazy scenario. And it's not that crazy when you think about it. New England and the Cardinals, and I'm a Cardinal fan. I get to say this about my Cardinals. The Cardinals and the and the Patriots are the two teams that, like, if you're a fan of this of this team, or these two teams, you're worried. You are. Every draft, you're worried. What are you going to do? Are you going to screw up and trade out of this number three pick? We're already hearing rumors. Hopefully, they're false. There's no quantifiable evidence at all to suggest it's true. But there is rumors there are rumors that the New England Patriots are are talking with the Vikings about a swap and then to get some other future value. And that would devastate New England fans. You got the chance to get May or JD5, and you're going to pass that up and trade down. And that's the kind of fear I have. Let's say the Falcons trade up to the three pick. The New England Patriots go down to eight. Okay. Maybe that works out, though, too, because you could say, what if they get Bo Nix or Penix Jr. and they're, and they're the real deal, and then they get another future first-rounder or uh, a couple seconds or whatever the hell you, you could... It's probably be a first-rounder and maybe even more to do that move. But if the New England Patriots trade down with the Atlanta Falcons and they draft Drake May or JD5, but, but Drake May to Atlanta or JD5 from that three-pick, guess what? That's the number two quarterback if JD5's in Washington at two. And let's say Drake May goes to the Falcons at three. Drake May is the by far and away the second 
quarterback and third option in the Superflex. From a rookie 1QB, I think it's safe to put neighbors here for now. But I want people to understand very, very much that your boy that you're looking at right now, staring in the face, is telling you that Adunze could absolutely snag this spot. This will flip in a millisecond for me, depending on landing spot. Situation is king. Neighbors does not overrule Adunze, who has a catch, uh, contested catch rate that's higher than Harrison, higher than, I think, everybody but five players, if I'm correct, um, off memory, in the, in the NCAA in 2023, and contested catch rate. This guy's a contested catch monster. He's also 6'3". Neighbors is six foot. He might measure in even a touch below that. This guy's 200 pounds, Neighbors. He might, he might, he might weigh in at 198. Adunze, probably going to weigh anywhere between 210 and 215. He's going to be 6'2 to 6'3", even if he weighs it, or he measures in smaller than 6'3", what he's listed at. He's 6'3", 210 to 215. He's a monster. He's a contested catch absolute magician his route tree is better than neighbors not that neighbors necessarily doesn't have a good route tree or ability to have a good route tree sometimes players are not asked to do a whole lot it's not their fault zeke elliott was not asked to catch passes in 20 or in uh what was his rookie year ziggy what year was zeke elliott a rookie ezekiel elliott played his first season in 2016 26 got it. it actually feels like it was long longer than that like 20 2008 <laughs> uh when zeke was coming into the nfl in 2016 everyone said this guy can't catch passes he won't be a ppr machine and back then in ppr or half ppr you, you know not every running back caught passes right now almost everybody does and and zeke elliott biggest knock he won't catch passes i came out adamantly against that i said you cannot judge a player because they didn't use them properly kenneth walker can't catch passes yes he can even though they misused him Pete Carroll misused him last year in terms of some of the pass catch work. I think hopefully that that, that gets rectified um, in 2024 under Grubb. But I, I do think that uh, you're you're probably going to see neighbors be better and, and more capable of running more routes. But that doesn't change the fact that this guy was all over the field running every route. His route tree is extensive. Neighbors is more limited, but he was good at what he did. He stretched the field. He's a you know burner. Um, but Odunze is a freaking total package. One better landing spot, and these guys swap. And, and Odunze, from a redraft perspective, this is the Dynasty Channel. From a redraft perspective, Odunze could be the number one redraft wide receiver if he lands somewhere amazing. Let's call it the Cardinals or something. Let's say the Cardinals traded down, they did get him. The Cardinals, and let's say Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, the, the Giants traded up. That the Giants took Marvin Harrison Jr. And let's say a, a horrible landing spot for neighbors. Then Adunze goes to the Cardinals for some reason. Adunze is the number one redraft wide receiver. In Dynasty, though, this cannot be changed by landing spot. Why? Because things are, are, are they fluctuate in the NFL very quickly. And even if Harrison Jr. goes to a place like New England at number three overall, and they botch the quarterback situation, they bring in somebody we hate. You know, something of, of that nature. He's still going to get a quarterback within 
a year or two and it's going to get figured out and they'll build around him so from a dynasty perspective that doesn't change harrison jr from a dynasty perspective neighbors and a dunes they do absolutely swap over here on the three pick I, I think I think you know you're gonna have Caleb. I'm, I'm just gonna write in. I'm gonna write in May. <laughs> this is gonna piss people off. May and Caleb. And of course, you know, landing spot's gonna dictate that. It's gonna piss off a lot of people that Caleb's not even my number three. But I there's so many question marks about this guy, and I don't like his OC at all. And I don't like his landing spot. And I fully think the Chicago Bears are drafting him. If he goes to Washington, he could vault all the way to the number one spot. And Fickle Freddy and Keyboard Clifford in my live stream chat and in the comments of videos is going to go, Oh, I see you're flip-flopping on Caleb. I'm literally telling you that a lot of why I don't like Caleb is where he's going and who's coaching him. If he goes to Washington to play with Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury was his quarterback coach this very most recent season at USC. And the fact that the Bears didn't bring Kingsbury in but for an interview, a fact-finding mission, at which point they decided not to hire Kingsbury, who would have been the most perfect choice, not only just because he's an offensive savant, I don't care if he failed at coaching, he's asked to be a coordinator. And he's a great coordinator. He's coached four Heisman Trophy players, quarterbacks. He's coached Patrick Mahomes. He coached Kyler Murray in, 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 for three years in Arizona and, and did amazing things at times. And the team did fall apart from a head coaching perspective. It's certainly something that, you know, that you could say, hey, that's a knock on him. He doesn't know how to do this. Same, similar to the way I talk about Kyle Shanahan. He's not a great head coach. He's an amazing offensive coordinator, piss poor decision maker from uh from upper level you know down decisions this guy makes horrible decisions takes his foot off the gas his OCing is why he looks so amazing a lot of the time it overshadows his bad coaching and bad coaching decisions same thing with you could say with Kingsbury but Kingsbury's not a head coach he's an OC Chicago punted on the opportunity of bringing in a guy that Caleb Williams loves. Caleb Williams and the Kingsburys are like this. Caleb Williams' family and Kingsbury's family, because Kingsbury was Caleb's QB coach last year at USC. They're like this. Caleb loves Kingsbury. Such a stupid move if you're going to... Some might say that's telegraphing they're not going to draft Caleb. I don't think so. I don't think so, because if they're going to keep Fields, they made a big mistake in not backing Fields publicly and making at at, at the expense of, of Fields' confidence and feeling like he's the number one choice there. They're going to sacrifice that, crack the relationship, not publicly endorse Fields and say, I don't care about it boosting the draft value of the one pick overall. The one pick will be fine in, in, in acquiring whatever you want. And so this is being botched in Chicago from the beginning. And, and, and Waldron, Shane Waldron's not the choice. That's why Caleb's here. All the Caleb fans and Caleb believers and truthers and lovers can say what they want about that pick. But Caleb right there, I don't even feel great about that pick right there, to be honest with you. Adunze, Harrison neighbors, Adunze. This is where it gets interesting. Um, this is where I, I, I would, I want to say, at this point, I want to say, Braylon Allen's going to be right here in a 1QB. 
I think Allen's going to rise up everybody's board. Of course, if he doesn't, I'll adjust and adapt. If he has a horrible combine, I'll adjust and adapt. I'm not one of those people that puts this all out here like an Excel sheet, Eric, and leaves it be all year long, all offseason long. Landing spots come in. I already said this. I'm going to commit to it. You know how many people came to me during the season and said, Smitty, you had this guy on your moon man list. Now you're telling us to sell him. I don't like this. I'm unsubscribing. Good. Bye. See you later. Sorry I adjust and adapt. I'm always going to adjust and adapt. You want me to hang on to something because I said it in the past? I'm going to adjust and adapt. And that means for this these rookies too. I'm coming out here early dropping bold content. And it could all change based on landing spot. Um, the next person will be Bowers. I could easily swap these two in a millisecond. Easily. Easily. 100%. I, I, Bowers is easily the four or five, easily. On this side of the fence, after May, Caleb, JD5 is probably going to go neighbors. Adunze, Bowers. Just because these guys, these guys are so much more secure than the quarterbacks. As of this moment, we don't know where they are. Bo Nix goes to Atlanta. He's going to slot in right here. Okay, understand that situation is going to change everything. Um, Ian says, Braylon Allen, 4.7 yards to catch. Good. Ian, tell everybody. Tell your mom. Tell your grandma. Tell everybody, Ian. Make sure they feel like Braylon Allen is garbage. Just make sure you tell everybody in all of our leagues, please. Please. We need a lot of Ian's on this one. Ian, you're doing your part, pal. Thank you for what you do. Bottom line is without Ian, we won't get Braylon Allen as, as, as good a value as we want. Okay, so we got Jaden Daniels, May, Caleb, Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Roman Dunze, Bowers. This is where it gets crazy. Um, I think it's going to be, Penix Jr., Bo Nix, we'll go Allen, this is super flex, Allen, McCarthy, JJM, as we sometimes call him on the channel, JJM, and then probably, you know, this is 11, so this is 10, 11, and then um, probably, let's see here, Onyx, Penix Jr., McCarthy, you know, Rattler's in the mix, but probably not going to go, we're probably going to go with Corum or... Uh, Quorum or Coleman? So we'll put Coleman. Quorum. Now, I like Corley. And I like... I did an earlier ranking video. I like Corley. I like Leggett in some ways more than Coleman. In a lot of ways more than Coleman. But I'm not going to mock draft him there. Because these are guys who can get so much later. You can't set that... Oh, wait. Uh... Let's go Thomas. Thomas Coleman. Then Quorum. Thomas. Quorum Coleman. 
Col Coleman Quorum, either one. This is super flex. Then Rattler, etc., etc. On this side, we got the one RB, one tight end, three wide receivers, no quarterbacks yet. I'm going to say JD5. I think he's this good. I think he's worth it. This is one QB. Um, Brock Bowers, we got, I think we're going to go Thomas here. Go Thomas Jr. here. Thomas Jr., we got Roma Dunze. It's our third wide receiver here, our first tight end, our first quarterback. Probably Coleman, Caleb, and May. Coleman, Corum. Something along those lines. Franklin's right there at the edge. Corley's not going in the first round at all. You're stealing him away. You take Corley. If you take Corley in the first round, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your Bijan card away. Wait until the combine. If he goes and blows the combine up and, and everybody's you know rising him up into the first round, then we'll talk. But Corley does not go anywhere near the first round. Leggett does not go anywhere near the first round. Thomas does. Thomas is going to need to go somewhere between 7 and 10. Even if he has an 8 or 9 or 10 ADP, I'll take him as high as 7. I got him right here. But you do not take Corley, our sleeping giant Corley. You do not take a sleeping giant Leggett in round 1. That's probably it. Did I miss Did I miss anything? Is anything crazy out of place? Franklin's up there. Um, Worthy's up there. McConkey's up there. Jonathan Brooks is up there for sure. I, I'd almost say Jonathan Brooks over Corum, to be honest with you. Brooks Corum. That's that, that's my that's my one QB mock draft, my superflex mock draft. And that's taking into account not only what I believe, but also what you'll want to draft against and not make sure you're drafting Corley's too high. My ranking videos will tell you where I have Corley. My mock drafts will tell you where you should probably try and get away with stealing Corley. And Corley's most certainly a second round pick. Now, when I get to 2.3, 2.4, 2.5, I almost don't care about ADP. I almost just grab my guy. And if Corley's my guy and I'm sitting there at 2.4, Leggett's my guy, I'm sitting there at 2.4, um, I'll, I'll draft him there. Another guy you're going to see me pump up big time, very soon, Frank Gore Jr. Frank Gore Jr., I take him at 2.5 to, to 2.12. His, his ADP is probably in the third or fourth round. I don't care. I, I, I don't really care about ADP once you get past the first like four, three or four picks into the second round. Because that's where people don't know ADP anyway. And no one else is going to follow it, so you, you, you're going to be you're going to be upset when somebody reaches out of pocket and takes a Frank Gore Jr. and you're like, what in the hell is ADP's like 3.8? No one knows that these people that you draft with don't research anything past the first round. So I find you don't, don't, don't need to 
go in a direction of using ADP at all once you get past about 2.4. Um, so there you have it. There you have it. Boom, 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 boom. Harrison Jr., Neighbors, Adunze on this left side, 1QB. Braylon Allen, Bowers could swap them easily by landing spot. JD5 is that good to be that high. Thomas Jr., love him. Coleman, Caleb, May, Brooks, Corum. JD5, uh, number one in the Superflex. Marvin Harrison Jr., then it's May, Caleb, depending on landing spot. If Caleb goes to Washington with Kingsbury, then I actually really, really like him at three. Uh, neighbors, Adunze, Bowers, Penix Jr., Knicks, Braylon Allen, uh, J.J. McCarthy, Thomas Jr., Coleman, Corum. There you have it. There you have it. Um, Jalen Wright and Bucky Irving over Frank Gore, maybe. I like Bucky Irving a lot, but I think Frank Gore Jr. could be a steal. I like him a ton. I like him a ton. All right. Phone calls, dial on in, dial on in, dial on in to discuss the rookie mock draft that your boy just threw on screen. Nobody does content like us. Nobody. Nobody drops a super flex and a one QB mock draft on you at the same time in a, what has it been, a, a 29 minute span. This channel does. Dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Let's go. Let's go. Malik Washington, I like him too. He's good in the second, sure. Corley's good in the second. Yep. Yep. Marvin Harrison, big tear break between him and everybody else, like at the end of the day, but landing spot could change that and redraft. I don't think so in Dynasty. In Dynasty, Marvin Harrison Jr. is locked in. Um I'd almost if we're gonna go back to the to the tiers, I would say, you know, mini dotted tier break here. Potentially to a solid line tier break, depending on landing spots. I almost feel like there's another tier break here. I feel like there's another tier break here with the potential of Coleman to be able to get into this tier based on landing spot. And uh, that's kind of the way I look at it. Tier break between JD5 and Harrison Jr. and Superflex. Obviously... Um, Caleb and May almost give you that other tier break, and these guys have the potential to jump into that that first tier if they do very well. Uh, Worthy's in the second round. Worthy's really close to like where um, I would say Worthy, Franklin, Col Coleman ahead of them, but those guys right behind him. At the end of the day, I like Corley and Leggett more than I like even Coleman, but I'm not going to draft him there because Coleman's going to go in the first round. But Worthy's pretty good. There, there are a lot of good wide receivers, a lot. But the ones that look best on film, Corley and Leggett. Corley, Leggett, and Thomas are the best three wide receivers after the big three. After Harrison Jr., Neighbors, and Adunze, if you watch the footage and film on these guys, only Corley, Leggett, and Thomas Jr. pop like those guys, like those guys do. Thinking of selling at 1.10. I mean, it depends, man. I mean, I've seen as of now, and I think this will change with the great combine, but I've seen Braylon Allen go at 1.10 every time. You know, and I, I don't think that'll stay the same. I don't think it'll change, but 
Woo, you know, Braylon Allen at 10, I'd be licking my chops. I just think he's going to go have an amazing combine. And then we're, we're not going to see him, you know, anywhere near 1.10. But I think he'll still be not too high because these other is, is a wide receiver draft. Um, Bowers is going high. So. But as you've seen on the Moon Man list, guys, there's a reason these guys are here. The Moon Man. Dropping Braylon Allen. Outer space. Corley. Adunze. Penix Jr. Space Monsters. The Saturn Men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Bowers. Mars Men. There's a reason. There's a reason I'm telling you so far ahead that these guys are Mars Men, Moon Men, Saturn Men. Because it's a really strong rookie class, and and these are the identified players that are going to explode, and they're they're hanging with a lot of these other guys. So, get ready, get ready. Um, and, and as I've told you all already, if you've watched the video, if you haven't, shame on you. Ranking wise, it's Harrison Jr. Neighbors Adunze again with 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 Adunze capable of swapping, and then my current four, five, and six are Brian Thomas Jr., Malachi Corley, and Xavier Leggett. And I don't care what anybody says. They can kick rocks. Those are my top six wide receivers. Plain and simple. Do I draft him in round one? No. Do I draft him in round one? What, do I look like an idiot? No. Do I draft him in round one? Probably because he's going to go there. Yeah. What do I look like? A moron? So you got to know your, your ADPs. You don't know your ADPs. You're screwing around. All right, hit the phone line. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. I have no AR5 emoji on the other channel. I'll work on that. I'll work on adding more to this channel, but we got to get more subscribers. So you guys go to the, the YouTube homepage of this Dynasty channel just by, like this is an example on the main channel, right? You just on my dynasty channel you're going to see that membership link right there on the desktop you're going to click that bad boy or join um and then on the dynasty channel not the main channel but on the dynasty channel on mobile there's a membership area click those and for 2.99 a month you can support the channel become a baller get a green name and uh on this dynasty channel and the main channel and that opens up more emojis the more people we have it how did the fast end if it ended at 50 hours but i i lost eight eight pounds i'm still up down like seven something i'm walking 12 to fifteen thousand steps per day so and running about two or three miles of that it's about seven miles seven plus miles so i'm gonna keep it off and if, if i gain a little bit back i'm gonna be fit though you know like i'm doing it thinning down and then doing it right um, it's kind of like tearing down a house to the the cement slab, making sure the slab is is firm and the integrity is great, and then building the house back up on the the strong, non-cracked foundation. What's up, Mars Man? Rock out. What's up? Uh, so, what rookie you think could skyrocket from uh, your projections with a good combine performance? Braylon Allen, which is why he's so highly ranked here. And again, this is a happy medium of where I'm willing to reach and where I think you can't reach. Like, Braylon Allen's going around 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 
So this is probably a little off, you know, maybe you relax a little bit and let him slip a little bit if you're doing some sort of early draft. However, I, I do think Allen's going to climb to the five, four, five, six, seven territory easily because I think he's going to go and just dominate everybody. And, and Jonathan Brooks, while he's thought to be the number one running back, without the ACL tear, people view that him that way. But he he's he should be ready by camp or a little later. But that's not enough to draft him necessarily. One, I think I think Allen's gonna go smash the bench press, impress everybody with all of his drills, and just look fantastic. And and he's gonna climb. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Kenobi says Leggett's DK. Of course he is. And I, I, no offense, Kenobi, but I don't need you to tell me that because I told you that. Go go watch my video, bro. Um, There's a reason he's higher on my rankings than anybody's rankings you'll find, Kenobi. Nobody is dropping that as early as I did with the rankings and as bold as I did. Nobody's got Leggett and Corley. They're five, they're, they're five and six. No one. Um, He's a combination of DK meets... God, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like Mike Evans? Like Mike Evans? I'm just, I'm just, me I'm just messing with you, Kenobi. But go watch it because, yes, I... It's like it's you're telling you're telling me he's DK and I, I like I've I've already said like you're telling me so I'm just mess messing with you but I've already said it over and over. Um, Scuba Steve's calling. We haven't had Scuba Steve calling in a while. Kenobi, you can call in too, pal. We can we can we can relish over our future Leggett shares. We got Scuba Steve on the. Oh, I'm sorry, Scuba. Wait one second. Rock out. Wait wait one second. Uh, or Travis, wait one second. Scuba, wait one second. Let me go to Rock out again real quick. Rock out. I'm just gonna say right here, bro. Uh, looking at this, I think I think JD5 is going to skyrocket. I think Bowers is already really high, but he's going to move up a lot. Keenan Allen's going to skyrocket. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, and then and then my and then my my sleepers, Brian Thomas, uh, Corley, and Leggett will skyrocket. Frank Gore could skyrocket. Um. Bucky Irving could, but I don't think he'll skyrocket. I think he could just improve his value. A Dunze could go. Dunze could be some. I, let me put it this way: You know how Gibbs was at the in the eleventh hour became higher ranked than Bijan to some teams, and everyone thought it was kind of nuts. And you know, we knew it was capable, right? We just we like Bijan more, but we understand it. We we love it. We love them both equally in some sense. Um, I think a Dunze could climb to the number one wide receiver spot on some teams' boards. Maybe not a majority, but like. You'll hear some of the reports that Dunze's number one on a few clubs' boards as at the wide receiver position, so he could skyrocket. But Allen, Adunze, JD5, and uh, uh, Allen, Adunze, JD5, Corley, and Leggett, and Thomas. Those are my guys that are going <laughs> to skyrocket due to combine and pro days, baby. Yeah, one of them probably going to the Giants unless they want to go QB. Chris says you take JD5 over Caleb, even if JD's in New England. Well, I got Caleb four, bro. That's in Chicago. So JD5 in New England or JD5 in Washington, either one has him my number one overall Dynasty Superflex player. I, I hate Caleb in Chicago. I hate him in Chicago. The only way Caleb, and as you see this arrow from Caleb up to one or two, 
if Caleb goes to Washington, he could be my number one or number two. I hate him in Chicago. I think he's going to fail in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. <laughs> no. Uh, did I say Keenan Allen instead of Braylon Allen? Whatever. <laughs> it's Allen. <laughs> I, I'm I'm moving so fast, you know. Uh, Scuba Steve, you're live, pal. Hey, Smitty, what's going on, man? I what's got, up? What's got up, a pal? For you. Yeah, hit me. Hey, with uh, it. so a dynasty question. Um, so with the uh, news that uh. Well, the Chargers, Raiders, and Giants. So they're not going to be, be bringing back their uh, the uh, their quarterbacks and, and the Tennessee Titans. How do you rank those uh, those landing spots for, for like uh, some of these running backs in the you, draft? Uh, you mean who, run, who you mean running backs? You think you said quarterbacks? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant, yeah, I meant to say running backs because uh, what what what? Scuba, you you really haven't back. been here. Like for a long time, have you? Because we go over this like every show, um, and I don't mind going yeah. over. It. I don't mind going over it again. But like we talk about these landing spots like eight times a show, every single show. <laughs> so well, I guess I'm, uh, no, I, I just gonna what, like what yeah. would be what because uh, you 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 uh been ranking these prospects. Which prospect you, like uh you, you want? You feel like would be uh would be good for their value and uh. Like you don't want to see like that quarterback, uh, that running back. Okay, like, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I guess I yeah. haven't attacked that as much, but but okay. So Dallas would be the best place for like Braylon Allen, Dallas or Baltimore or Houston. I mean, these four landing spots, no matter what, are just the best landing spots. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like if if one of the rookies goes to LAC, Houston, Dallas or Baltimore, and we do think Corum most likely could go to the Chargers because we think that's look Harbaugh loves him. Loves him, and he'll be able to get him in the second round if he reaches, and it could happen. So, if he goes there, that's a good spot for him. I don't love Quorum anywhere else too much. I like him. I just, I think if he goes somewhere where he's going to get fed, and he's in a good system, the Chargers will make make him solid. He'll be really solid there. But I, I don't love him in general anywhere else. I think Houston, Dallas, and Baltimore are still the very best landing spots out there period and so if it's Braylon Allen or it's Barkley or it's Henry or it's Jacobs or it's Eckler then those situations are phenomenal and I think Braylon Allen and maybe a quorum maybe a potential uh uh, uh Benson and ben- Benson's another guy to be honest with you if we go back I told you I was gonna waver it and, and mess around with this thing live I could almost put Benson over quorum in fact, I will. Trey Benson. I'm going to put him over Quorum. I'm going to put him at like 11, 12. I'll put Benson there. I like Benson more. So Benson. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I think I like that more. So if Trey Benson goes to like uh, one of those situations, he'll be great. But I think the, the, only, the only player that could possibly land, in my opinion, in Dallas um, or Baltimore would be... Braylon Allen as a rookie. Why? Because they're looking for a workhorse between the tackles monster. They don't want that. Baltimore, even though Keaton Mitchell already he tore his ACL and he's coming back from that injury, he's already you know uh, he's already one of the the quick, speedy guys. They don't need that. They want a bruising back, a guy that's like the build of almost Derrick Henry, and that's Braylon Allen. 
Braylon Allen's a monster. So he, he reminds me a lot of like Josh Jacobs meets Brandon Jacobs meets Derrick Henry. Like that's kind of how he plays. And if Dallas takes him or Baltimore takes him, he's to the moon. To the freaking moon. Is that is that what you meant? Yeah. Well, okay. Cause, yeah, because you know how uh, some of these guys are going to go somewhere that, that needs a running back like the veterans. And, and you would think that whoever out of those teams that are left, there is going to be like somebody that is going to that is going to pick that's one true. of these guys up. That's true. If that's what you meant, I'm sorry. I don't think I've covered that as much. No, I'm sorry, yeah, man. yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Philly, Philly would be a good spot maybe for Braylon Allen too or for Bucky Irving or for Trey Benson. Uh, Bengals would be a good location, but I think Eckler goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. I really do, because they were they were they were this close. They were uh, they were uh, this close, just almost yeah. pulled off a trade. According on good authority from like two or three different sources, I trust immensely. Uh, they and, and he wanted to go there very badly, so I have a feeling there'll still be mutual interest now that Eckler is freed to go wherever he wants. And boy, if if Eckler goes there, that's not bad. He could get another. You could get another good, like three quarters of a year out of him. Maybe he misses three or four times though. Uh, Buffalo would be a, a, an interesting landing spot, but they've ruined players. I almost want to say we we want Buffalo to be better than they are for running backs. We want it. Everybody thinks the offense is amazing. So many touchdown opportunities, right? But look, look at Zach Moss. Does nothing there. Goes to Indy. Looks like a magician. You know, you 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 look at uh, Singletary. Very, very mediocre at best. He goes to Houston and becomes a, a little monster. So is Buffalo really that good? They don't even commit to their RB. If they drafted a Braylon Allen, maybe they would commit to him. But I'd almost say I don't want to take the chance. Give me give me Philly, give me Cincy, give me obviously the other four, Dallas, Baltimore, Houston, and LAC. Um, give, me, give me those teams. All right. And yeah. But no, it's, it's, that, it's uh... a good question. Do you, do you think that Denver is, is going to be one of those teams too that nobody's talking about that might draft a running back? I hope not, like bro. Whole, whole, <laughs> I hope not. Just I, based off of like injury thing. I hope not because Jonathan Javante Williams wasn't. He was fine. He was way ahead of schedule. He was good to go. He looked really quick. Like when I watch, I don't know about you guys, but when I watch Javante Williams, I'm like, yeah, he looks good. He just continues to running back by committee. Not not two running backs, three running backs. We'll run three running backs. Well, uh, Denver feels like a tr- like a trash can. I'll be honest with you. I, I think Denver's going to suck. I think Denver's going to be trash. Why? Because I, I don't know that Sean Payton knows what he's doing anymore. I know he didn't necessarily want Russell Wilson, right? But this this is a debacle that they're that they're dealing with, and it's going to be a huge cap hindrance for two straight years. And Sean Payton not relying on one RB and doing the stupid platoon. And for the Denver Broncos to illegally ask Russell Wilson to revoke his injury clause after nine weeks of play and saying, we're going to bench you after nine weeks, even though he got a groove. He was being called the Russell Wilson of old. He was driving the team, playing well, driving down the field. And he, he got called into the to his coach's office, Sean Payton's office, and they said, we're going to put you on the bench unless you revoke your injury clause because we don't want you going from week 9 on or week 10 on 
and getting hurt and then us having to pay that injury clause. He said no. He got the NFLPA involved. They got potential, I think, attorneys involved. And the NFL then stepped in and said this is illegal. You can't do that. You can't do that. And so then Sean Payton called Russell Wilson back into his office and said, you know what? Forget we ever had that conversation. You got a game to win. Go out there and win. This is a this is a, a circus going on in in, in Denver. That's that's a, a absolute debacle, absolute embarrassment to ask your quarterback to take away his injury clause and then ask him to go out there and play. And if not, you're going to bench him. It's, it's illegal. Not to mention they should be fined. They should have a draft pick taken away. You should take away their first round draft pick for that garbage. It should. That's as bad as potentially trying to throw a game. Try, telling telling your quarterback who's winning, he's your clear starter, that you're going to bench him and take a dive on purpose to avoid paying money is as bad as a, a, a coach like allegedly getting money, like the Miami situation, the, the, the Cleveland Browns situation, whatever. Like those situations, it's as bad as those alleged situations. They should revoke their draft pick for trying to do something completely illegal that had attorneys, the NFLPA, and the NFL have to step in. And that, to me, makes the, the Denver Broncos garbage. They're going to have a garbage season because they, they're now going to cut Russell Wilson, which is going to be if they cut him post, make, make him a June 1st, post, post-June uh, cut designation, it'll hit the cap about 30-plus million this year and 50-plus the next year. ridiculous sorry about that no you're good man is I, I mean I completely agree with you in, in terms of that because I don't really know what they're doing I don't know because with, with the platoon thing what they're going to do if, if they're like one of those teams that just decides that they they're just going to come out of nowhere they're going to trap uh, uh, an RV and make it more of a headache than it, than it really needs to be because it is like you said they had all the pieces uh, around there it, it just seems like Sean Payton just wants to bring in his own guys and everything, whether it's going to be a running back or potentially at wide receiver too. Uh, I don't know, like some of these guys that you, like you might like, maybe if he goes over there, I mean, he, he everybody yeah. uh, thought that Marvin Mims was going to be good, and and he probably used them for like a couple of weeks, and then and then he was never even like used again. Yeah, I think Sean Payton might have lost it, man. I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying he's he's absolutely going to fail some total, but this year at least I don't I don't think you can piecemeal together a dominant team when you're tearing it the same year you're tearing it down, especially with the cap hindrance that they're going to have for two years. Um, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I think it's ridiculous. I I think the Broncos are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL for the next two two seasons, maybe more. And I think Sean Payton gets fired at some point. I think Sean Payton reminds me a lot of Bill Belichick. There's a lot of buzz to his name, but I don't know. I don't know how much is really there. How much substance is really there anymore? You know, he—he's he, not like he's been. It's been a while, you know, that we've seen the Sean Payton that everybody thinks is amazing. Um, Sean Payton, who's he going to get at quarterback? Does he trade for Fields? Maybe. Maybe he's aggressive enough to do that. I'll—I'll I'll, I'll alter my take a little bit if they bring in a, a potential top six, seven quarterback, but. I still think that they'll fail them because look what they're doing. Look what they did to Russell Wilson. They should have their draft pick taken away. That is garbage. Even though they didn't do it 
They tried. They pressured Russell Wilson. He had to go to the NFLPA and have him look into it. And then the NFL is like, it's illegal. You can't do that. You can't tell a player. That's like extortion. <laughs> it's insane. It, it just tells me how dumb they are. How dumb Sean Payton really is at the end of the day. And and everybody that was involved in that decision. I Look, I, I, it would have raised a red flag to be. The quality assurance person that I that I, the the abilities and to see those things and to I would 100% be like whoa 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 guys I, I I we may need to look in this I don't know for sure but this doesn't feel like you can do this what are we doing you can't ask Russell Wilson you can't tell him you're going to bench him and we're going to ruin the integrity of the team and our ability to win fairly and we're taking essentially a dive. If he doesn't rem- remove and give us give us the chance to have more money, we're 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 absolutely uh, uh, like trying to trap this man. Like this is crazy. It's crazy to me. Uh, a lot of people think, yeah, Peyton might like McCarthy. I, I don't. I don't. I, look, McCarthy goes there. It feels like you know Caleb going to Chicago. I think if McCarthy goes to Denver, say goodbye because the way they're operating there, I don't know. And how much cat? I don't. I don't like it. Um, let's go over to Travis Rowe real quick. Travis, hey, um, yeah, it was, there's something. It all, all depends on if he can get a quarterback in there at work. If not, he'll be gone within two years, I think, at the most. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna um, last. Yeah, I mean, if he drafts someone, they probably give him a chance to, you know, this year and then. Maybe next if it's not a complete disaster, but I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith. Um, but I was uh, I was calling in just to ask you in terms of drafting. I know we haven't gone over it over tight end yet, but where would you put? Would you take me on Sanders? I know I've mentioned him a few times to you. Yeah, um, dynasty draft. I'd have to say I probably put him around. Ian. Ian, tell everybody, please. I'd have to say I put him around. God, that's tough. I'd say like you know anywhere in the middle of the sec- uh, late second round, middle of the second round. Like, like I said, I'm not too. I'm not one of those people that worries too much about reaching for your guy. Once you, yeah. once you get into the mid second round. So if he's your guy, just take him, bro. Take him anywhere around two, and don't even, don't even hesitate. But, you know, try and if you've got like another pick coming up, then of course I would try my best to get every the best of all worlds. But if you're like picking at sure. 2.8 and you don't pick again until 4.1, just take them. You know, if that's your guy, don't don't let a, don't right, let an ADP. Because, right. again, for anybody saying, wait a minute, somebody that's sm- not smart, you always say not to reach and and do all this. But at the end of the day, if you get into the mid second round, nobody knows ADP anymore. And people are reaching all over the place because they just don't have a clue. They could go off the pre-ranked list, but you'll find people need a position and they'll reach and they'll not. They won't follow the ADP as as closely. I don't. I don't know. I, I would just. I would be afraid yeah. that someone's going to draft Leggett at two point eight. I'm drafting at two point four. If I think I'm getting him at three point one, and I got another pick, I'll just take him. 
Corley. I'm not going to let Corley slide to round three. And for anybody that thinks they're going to get these guys later at the current asking price, they're not. Because if Corley goes out and crushes the combine, if Leggett goes out there and crushes the combine, if uh, Brian Thomas Jr. goes out and crushes the combine, if Braylon Allen goes out and crushes the combine, none of these guys are going at their current ADP. So that's why I told um, whoever was it that called in yesterday and said, what about trading down and, and all that? Like even the NFL draft or in fantasy, you don't want to trade down uh, to get JD5 because you, you feel like the value's there, right? Why don't I just trade down and take JD5 at two or three versus one in a super flex? Because you don't know that he's not going to be everyone's number one in fantasy. In fact, I predict he will be the consensus number one overall super flex fantasy football dynasty player in a rookie-only draft by the end of the, the, the pro days. You know, if not just the combine talk, even though he's not going to be participating, you know, at the combine really, uh, just the combine talk and everybody hyping him up, you, you, you're going to see JD5 climb up. And if you trade down thinking you're going to get him at two or three, you're going to be sadly mistaken. Um, yeah. Um, so, is he's pretty clearly the number two tight end. Or... Yeah, pro- probably. I mean, well, I mean, maybe we'll see a little different, you know, something a little different after the combine. But I would say, yeah. I would say, you know, I think... Nesbitt and and uh, was it Theo Johnson? Those guys are all feel like a little bit far away. Yeah, I, I don't think I think it's Bow it's Bowers and and maybe Sanders and for me that's I'm not saying the, these guys can't do something, but like there's Bell, there's uh, Johnson. Yeah, I, those guys yeah, are. Yeah, I was just are, saying Bell, there's a few guys, but. All right, hold on one second. Oh, Jake. No. oh go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, J Far is on, but go ahead real quick, and then I'll go to J Far. Oh, uh, uh, just a quick one. Um, not not really. Kind of a deeper question is, do you do you see Jordan Travis is ever doing anything in the NFL? I know he was pretty good before he got hurt. The QB from uh, Florida State. Mm, maybe I mean I, right now I don't yeah. feel like it. No, I I, I just know he was, he was pretty good before he broke his leg, and then he just kind of went up into the air. So I guess, yeah. I guess it's just a wait and see because of the injury. Yeah. Uh, Jfar, your life. Finally, I got to give someone talking about the problems that. Uh, this coach in Denver has done disaster. Yeah, it upsets me. You know, he had he had a check and balances in New Orleans with Mickey Loomis calling the shots. Now he's in Denver. He's the one calling the shots. He he knew he was going to get Russell Wilson, and he botched all of it. In that division, uh, he's probably you're right. I think he's going to get fired in three years. And they had you know. In the middle of the season, even after, you know, week nine and this whole story happened, the offense was pretty well. Cortland Sutton, there was get, they were getting some action. And uh, how did he derail that team? Disaster. I, yeah, I, I think he doesn't know what he's doing. And again, I don't care about his past. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, people drop off all the time. You know, just like players drop off, coaches drop off too. You know, there's a drop-off point. At some point, somebody needs to step away. Uh, Bill Belichick feels like he doesn't have a handle on some of the things maybe he could have or maybe didn't have to have a handle on or he had the right support. 
you know, like like Andy Reid, I feel like is way more of a better. I, I I think he's a better coach. I don't I don't care about the records or what will go down in the history books. I think Andy Reid's a better coach than Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick got really lucky and he he was really good with Tom Brady. He was really good with every piece that he had in in place for sure. I'm not I'm not saying that Brady and Belichick weren't one of the best duos or aren't the best duo to ever play together, coach and quarterback. I'm not trying to argue that. I'm giving it respect. Just like you can't separate LaDainian Tomlinson from the Chargers offense. Just like you can't take Priest Holmes out of the, the most potent KC attack in terms of a run we'll ever see. I mean, KC, if they gave the ball to, to Priest Holmes at the 10-yard line or even 15-yard line, they'd do like a sweep and he'd literally go untouched in the end zone from 15 yards out over and over and over and over again. You can't separate Priest Holmes from that KC offense. It is what it is. So Bill Belichick will go down and should as maybe the best head coach ever or one of the best head coaches ever. But at the end of the day, I think he's way more one-dimensional when you take away his secret weapon, which was Tom Brady. Now, if you took Mahomes away from Andy Reid, how would he fare now? Uh, you know, probably as he's starting to get older, he'll probably, he'd probably do some of the similar things. He'd fall off a little bit. Maybe he wouldn't recapture it. I don't know. I, I, I just think that, I think that Bill Belichick... Sean Payton, um, I, I feel they're very similar in terms of we're just giving them too much credit because we've seen them do it before. Like, Sean Payton has crapped the bed. And I, I'm telling you, I, I don't know why no one's putting up a fuss about them losing a draft pick. The Broncos should lose a draft pick. Maybe there's nothing policy-wise or set up in the rules to actually like govern that, and maybe they need to put it in. But that should be absolutely never happen. Ha it should never happen again. Or our draft pick should be taken away. Because that's absolute garbage. And Zach with the super chat. Zach, appreciate you. Zach says, is Devontae and London too much for HN? Probably in fair market value terms, maybe. Um, especially in Dynasty with you know wide receiver values being more than running back values and shelf lives and everything. So I would say yes. Um would I give up one of them with a second rounder or something? Sure. But it is A-Chan in the second round and Devontae Smith in like the top of three. So there's a little bit of a difference, but not a big gap, not a huge gap in, in Dynasty. And London could climb above both of them, you know? So I would say that's too much. Uh, thank you, Zach. Would I do one of them? Maybe, yeah. Even then I'd hesitate because I love London and Devontae Smith so much. But I love A-Chan a little bit more than one of them, but both of them, no. Uh, anything else, J4? Yeah, I just wanted to ask you, adjust and adapt. What do we do with uh, Javante Williams? In uh, don't, don't write him off, like cut him or anything, but don't expect anything. I, I hope to I hope to God they see the light and they, they run the man. But I, I, I have no I have zero expectation. Zero. It sucks. It is what it is. Look, he got ruined. He got ruined. Absolutely ruined. Who would have thought? Who would have thought he would got? Who would have got a worse coach? What? This year coming up was supposed to be Javante Williams. You know, improvement year, year two off the ACL. But I just don't think the coach and the way the offense is being run 
he's going to be able to hold up. Uh, yeah, I don't know about hold up is the right word. I would just say I don't know that he's going to be leaned upon. Use like the they, right they, they ran three RBs. Uh, you know, they they they, they and the, it seems so. The future seems so bright for him, walking into the season because they're like, man, this guy's on a record. It's, he looks unbelievable. He's on some sort of record recovery rate. He he passed Brees Hall in terms of how fast he was recovering, and he had a more severe knee injury than Brees Hall. So it was a cra- it was crazy, and it felt like everything was lining up. And Sean Payton would talk him up big time. It was it was unreal, and then to just have it go in a totally different direction felt like the rug being pulled out from under you. And I, and I, there's no sign at all, in my opinion, no sign at all that that, that anything's going to change. And so I I would just say like don't cut him. You know, would I take him for like a third rounder? Oh, absolutely. Like would I still ac- acquire him at it's, maybe even late second round value? Like maybe. You know, depends who you think you could, who could fall. Like, if you're getting Corley instead, I'd rather have Corley. Um, if you could get a potential Trey Benson instead, I'd rather have that. So, like, I mean, be careful not to just give up high second-round picks or mid-second-round picks. But I, w- I would say that, you know, I, third-rounders, I'd throw them all day long at him and just hope that he, you know, got a shot. Because who knows? Maybe they trade him or something, you know? We've seen that happen before. It, it's possible, but... I, I just think that, like, we're not going to see what we wanted to see out of it. And it sucks. It really does. You know, a couple other guys that come to mind that I thought would be great players that never even got a shot. Remember Lee Suggs for the Chicago or the, the Cleveland Browns. Um, then he had, like, a spinal I- issue, and he was going to be so amazing. Uh, uh, Greg Hill for the Detroit Lions. Some of these are old school names. Um, you know, there, there, are, there are a lot of players that should have been good that never were. You know, Charles Rogers, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. God, he could have been like top four wide receiver for a decade. Um, you know, guys like that, man. You know, you, you think about it. Uh, who was that guy for? Uh, Beanie Wells. Beanie Wells was supposed to be so good for the Cardinals. And, and uh, God, it's crazy how there's certain players. The right thing doesn't go. It's, it's such a game of luck. You know, the, the situation. I mean, look at Kurt Warner. He almost never was. Look at Tom Brady. He almost never was. Look at Beanie Wells. Should have been. Never was. Crazy. Yeah, situation matters so much. Yep. All right, J-Far. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. Uh, Scuba Steve, any final thoughts? Oh, Scuba. You're on mute, brah. Scuba. Scuba. You might have fell asleep. Uh, Mars man, rock out. Final thoughts. Yeah, what's your feeling on uh, Ray Davis? Hmm. Not not too sure. I, I mean, good good size. Uh, yeah, big. I don't know where I even have him ranked. I've been ranked pretty low. Not that he couldn't climb combine, you know, and everything. It, it would depend on the combine. Because what what really matters is um, 
I think he's like around nine, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You know, like Marshawn Lloyd, I like more. Um, Bucky Irving, I like more. Frank Gore Jr., I like more. But in the right spot, he could be good. But combine will. The problem with the 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 values, like if they're so lowly ranked, they're not going to go until the very end of the draft. And then that that commitment level by those teams is very very thin. And so the odds of a you know fifth or sixth round rookie running back rising up and attaining a, a starting job for for a very long time is very rare. So it just it puts them in a, a you know a negative mm-hmm. uh, trajectory. But landing spot would would change it all, man. Yeah, got gotcha. you. Uh, all right, rock out. Keep an eye out for for my uh, rookie running back video coming up. I appreciate it. Later, uh, Travis. Final thoughts. Um. Yeah. So, I uh, my running backs in Dynasty are Bijan Hn, Javante, and James Cook, and Keaton Mitchell. I'm sorry. So Javante, it's just kind of is it wait and see, or would you? If I could find someone to sell him to, I mean, I don't, I don't think I will because it's value is low. But yeah, you, it, it's there, just kind of wait and see. There's nothing you're gonna get, man, for Javante. I don't think. Yeah. I, I, I mean, of course, I would, I would try, I guess, but like, I just don't know that you're gonna get anything. Yeah, it's, it's too bad too because I like, I like that combo. He's yeah. not in Javante, but um. I'll probably have to trade some of my wide receivers to get better, better running back. So, all right, appreciate it, sweetie. Yeah, man, um, appreciate you. And uh, I'm not sure if we're gonna go on Rumble. We haven't gone on Rumble in so long. I almost feel like we kind of got to. Yeah, quick one. Yeah, um, it might be just kind of a recap of the news today, which I, you know, we we hit it from a little bit different Rumble angle. Recap. So I don't know. I don't know that it'll be like too much of beating a dead horse. I just think rum, Rumble, we need something. And if, Is everybody cool going over to Rumble real quick? Let's go to Rumble for for like 15 minutes for a new, new show, if anybody can make it. All right, I'll see you over All right, there. Yeah, yeah, you can call in there for a minute too if you want. All right, thanks, Travis. Later. Thanks for moderating, right, man. Bye. Later. Uh, Rumble is uh, links in the description of this video. It's rumble.com slash the fantasy football show. We'll go over to Rumble and appreciate the super chats. Um, thank you, Zach, for dropping that. Thank you, for everybody who you know grabbed the membership if you did and uh, continue to grab your memberships on this Dynasty channel so that we can get more emojis. You get a green name again to find the memberships. All you got to do is go to uh, this is an example on my main YouTube channel. So just go to the on the Dynasty channel here. Go to the main Dynasty channel, main page, and then you're just going to click memberships on the Dynasty channel or click the join button. Or on mobile, you're going to hit memberships on the, the little navigation. So do that. Do it live. Do it well. Do it fast. Appreciate you. And we'll be going on Rumble in T-minus two, three minutes. See you all later.